Hi, I'm Peter Mullen from Mullen Natural Health Centre. Have you ever thought about coming to see a naturopath but weren't sure if we could help? Why not try our free 15-minute phone consultations? Call 4961 4075 or go to mullenhealth.com.au for details. And Peter Mullen joins us again for a Tuesday afternoon. Good afternoon to you. How are you? Very well, thank you, Colin. That's the way, mate. uh... I was only touching my knob over here. (laughs) I wasn't anywhere near his controllers, was I, Riley? Well, I don't know what happened. I don't know what happened. That's okay. <laughs> it was my volume switch on my my things. Well, I'm not sure what happened there. That's all right. We'll get, we'll get over it. Uh, today we'll talk about the causes of weight gain, but we also want to talk about what we saw last night on TV with the vitamin uh, supplements. Tell me more about this. Yeah, look, it was um, it was a program last night. Um, quite a few patients or people would have seen it, um, and basically their their cry was that. Um, uh, vitamin supplements don't work. Their bottom line was vitamin supplements don't work. There's no evidence that they work and that basically people are making expensive urine. And it, you know, like there, while there is some um, backing to, like there's definitely, I would agree that there's a, a lack of research in regard um, a lot of natural therapies products. Mm. And one of the reasons behind this is that no one's willing to put money into something that already exists that they can't paint and then make it into a pharmaceutical drug. So a lot of things that, you know, we know are safe to take, you know, no one's going to actually go in there and say, and it also does this, this and this. Where the program was really quite biased, though, is that there is is a massive amount of growing research about the efficacy of natural therapies. Um, there's a researcher I know of in Adelaide that has written paper after paper on the benefits of taking magnesium, you know, for brain injury, for a whole host of health conditions. Um, zinc is very well researched. Um, all the B vitamins have got sort of research behind them. So there's a lot. There's uh, what they're saying about there being no empirical, no research or evidence is just not true. Um, so. They were sort of making a bit of a blanket statement that, you know, we shouldn't take these supplements. Everyone's spending all this money. The reality is I've been in this in this field for 25 years and vitamin and mineral supplementation, herbal medicine are all parts of my tools of trade. And I've seen people make remarkable health recoveries. You know, supplements are only one part of our toolkit. Um, you know, the dietary, the lifestyle, the mental, emotional health, the spiritual aspects, they all play a massive role in someone's recovery but, um, you know, without the vitamins and supplements and herbs, we'd be really hampered or hindered to actually get the results that we do. So Australia has one of the most stringent regulatory frameworks for complementary medicine in the world, in the world. And this they didn't really make that clear last night. The TGA um, does have so many complaints every year, but it's often about compliance. Like we're not allowed to say stuff on any of the supplements and just before we go there, sorry, this is a bit of a pet pet passion of mine. What 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 I do as a naturopath is we use pr- practitioner only supplements. So these supplements aren't available over the counter; they can only be prescribed by a naturopath because we're using um, therapeutic dosages. And you know, and you do have to be conscious when you're taking stuff that it is exactly what you do need. Mm. It is a little bit unregulated at the moment and that people can go into Coles or Woolworths or these discount pharmacies and just buy whatever they think or what a sales assistant sells them and I don't think that necessarily is going to get them the outcome or the benefits with their health long term. And it kind of puts a bad name then on supplements doesn't it? When, it does when, it does and that's, that's the difference between over-the-counter stuff mm. and prescription which can't be sold by 
can't be sold ideally without a consultation with a qualified naturopath so there's that differentiation um but yeah but but the tga is is a, a major regulatory mm. you know um governing body um so consumers really can have confidence in the quality and safety of Australian complementary medicines. And quite literally, if you're taking natural supplements and you want to know about the research behind it, do some research yourself. If someone's taking anything out there and they want to know whether there is any efficacy to it, I'm more than happy if they contact me at um, Marlin Health, mm-hmm. um, ask me a couple of questions and I'll get some backing or research for them. So. Um, so the best thing to do is simply to contact uh, Mullen Health and, and really talk about, you know, yeah, is this you, the right you, supplement for me? Absolutely. And we actually we actually will have a, a, a bit of a service that we offer, which is a free consult, free 15-minute chat with any one of our naturopaths. So if somebody out there is taking supplements and they want to know if there is um, efficacy or research behind what they're taking um, and then they're more than welcome to contact the office and we can actually put you in touch with one of our naturopaths um, and they'll go right through everything that they're doing and make some recommendations from there. Just quickly back on to the vitamins and, and supplements, you wanted to make another comment just quickly about that. Yeah, look, this is a really important point and this is, this is why I think um, natural supplements, natural medicines do get a bad rap. Say, for instance, um, you're suffering from symptoms of um, low libido or you know trouble in that department mm. um, so one of the products that you know everybody talks about a bit is what's called horny goat wheat just to use as an example now I mentioned mm. it last night on the show it's kind of funny so the challenge with going into a health food store or a chemist and saying look I've got low libido what have you got and then they say well look have you tried this horny goat weed the difference between that scenario and going to see a naturopath is that naturopaths really specialize in helping you work out what's the cause of your issues what's the cause of your low libido so you could be pre-diabetes or diabetic you Mm. could be on antidepressant medication you could have untreated high blood pressure so taking a product like horny goat weed is not going to do one ounce of good for you so you buy it take it it doesn't work and you go away thinking well natural medicines don't work Mm. but the reality is you haven't actually found the cause of what your health concern is so that's why i recommend people seek qualified advice first okay talking about that Beautiful. So the causes of weight gain, it's one of those things, and, and there's a million diets every year at about uh, December 31, I always say, oh, <laughs> my New Year's resolution yes. is I'm going to lose weight. Yes. Uh, and, you know, everyone says, oh, it's all about the calories, it's all about the exercise. Tell me more. Well, over, over the years, it has been about the calories. It has been about, um, you know, reducing fat in the diet. You know, a lot of a lot of the current dietary information sort of came out of that period when they discovered you know arteries full of fats blocked up full of fats and cholesterol and decided that animal fat and cholesterol was bad and that you know fat was the cause of all our weight gain so the food pyramid at that time had as the base of the food pyramid Mm. chockers like i think seven or eight serves a day of cereals and grains now i always say that if we want to fatten cattle that's what we give them we stuff them full of cereals and grains so the latest research out is that saying that it's all about the carbohydrate consumption, that maybe we were a bit carried away in doing all these low-fat products, that going low-fat hasn't made an impact on obesity and diabetes. In fact, these conditions are you know, growing epidemics. So weight gain is one of those interesting areas that 25 years ago when I first started in practice, weight loss was heaps easier, a lot easier to treat because people just had to cut down on what they were taking and exercise more. These days, there's a lot of tr- people out there having trouble 
with losing body fat. You know, maybe they've dieted a lot over their time, but there's there's four other areas that can really contribute to why people are having trouble losing weight. The number one I've talked about a lot, and um, basically it's our excess carbohydrate consumption. Now, low-carb diets work. The paleo diet is a low-carb diet. The CSIRO, CSIRO total well-being diet is basically low low carb, the anti-candida diet, the ketogenic diet, which is the diet that we recommend. They're all low carbs, low carb diets. And when you cut back on carbs, like your body will always, so carbohydrates are your bread, cereals and grains, pasta, rice, potato. Mm. It's also your biscuits, cakes, lollies, sugar, processed foods. Mm. It's also your vegetables, salad and fruit. So lettuce is a carbohydrate, mm. interestingly. But obviously, if you eat a heap of lettuce, you're only going to get a very small amount of glucose in your bloodstream. Whereas if you eat a potato, you're going to get a lot what? of sugar. With, with Just quickly on that, is it okay in portions? I mean, is pasta okay in, in small portions? Because I'm a lover of pasta. We're talking about, yes. you know, losing weight. Yes. You know, and, and I think everyone loves a bit of pasta. Do you eat pasta? Well, there's two stages. <laughs> <laughs> Here we go. There's two, there's, yeah. there's two stages to a healthy body composition. Yeah. Stage one is fat loss. So to get into fat loss, you really do need to not have pasta. Okay. For a period of time until you're confident that you can incorporate a little bit and still be in what's called ketosis or still in fat burning yeah a lot of patients say to me you know it doesn't matter what i eat I'm, i eat really healthy and i can't lose weight and i say well eating really healthy doesn't mean that you're going to get into fat burning because you may have the odd bit of pasta or mm. the odd bit of bread or the old carbohydrate because as soon as you have carbohydrate that releases glucose or blood sugar into your blood your body will burn that for fuel first before it will even look at your fat stores Right. Okay. That's interesting. Does that, does that make sense? Yeah, so that's interesting. To, for the body to actually get into fat burning and burn someone's fat stores, mm. it has to have a lack of fuel from somewhere else, basically. Okay. That's interesting. Uh, well, anything else? <laughs> <laughs> anything else you'd like me to reduce or remove from your diet? No, that's okay. <laughs> so, sorry. So, and this is where the information came out about the glycemic index. Yeah, okay. You know, and the ideal carbs for us humans are, you know, veggies maximum even two to three pieces of fruit and if someone's really struggling to lose weight we'll often even say no fruit for the first couple of weeks mm. because for some people and this is where the um, excess carbohydrate sort of flows a bit into insulin resistance mm. i always say that fat loss or difficulty losing weight is all about the hormones and people say well you know well i'm a bloke what what's hormones got to do with why i can't lose weight but the hormones i'm talking about are insulin mm thyroid hormone and cortisol hormone so insulin one of the major reasons why we're seeing a lot more people with fatty liver weight gain around the tummy and difficult losing weight is that they're swinging into what's called insulin resistance where the insulin's no longer the receptors on the cells are no longer sensitive to the insulin mm. now insulin is produced by the pancreas to take the glucose out of the blood put it into your muscle cells to burn it for fuel if that system's been flogged because we've eaten too many carbohydrates or too much insulin glucose over a period of time, what we'll find is the cells lose their sensitivity and then you've got elevated of insulin in your blood. So if you've elevated insulin, it tends to promote any glucose not burnt for fuel straight into fat. It's very interesting how that all works, isn't it? Yeah, and cortisol is the other hormone we talk about in regard to stress. Um, when someone, if someone's so and this is a classic example. People say, I don't have breakfast, I don't have lunch, I just have one big meal of a night time. 
The problem with that is if you don't have breakfast and lunch, you're going to be running, your body's going to produce excess cortisol, so that's mm. our long-term stress hormone, so you'll have higher levels of cortisol because you're not supplying the fuel. And then you have dinner and you'll get an excess of insulin. Insulin and cortisol just convert straight to, any excess fuel gets converted straight to fat. Yes. So people say, well, I don't eat and I can't lose weight. And that's why, because the elevated cortisol is stopping them and the insulin is stopping them from getting into fat burning. Pete, we can't eat these foods of, you know, pasta, bread, potato. What can we eat? Well, that, that is the $64,000 question. And what I always say to, say to patients, like when you're starting to make dietary change, because for some people, doing a strict dietary program and following a meal plan can be impossible. So what I always say to people is let's think about what you do have for starters. So most of us have two to three breakfasts, three to four lunches, seven to ten main meals that we just rotate. So mm. the trick firstly is to think about what, what would you normally have for breakfast in the morning. I usually have uh, cereal, which yes. wouldn't be great cereal, cranberries and, and something else yes. uh, here at work every yep. morning. A uh, bowl of that with low-fat milk. Uh, yes. Lunch usually depends. Sometimes I have something from the cafeteria, so either you know a subway or something like that. Uh, and dinner, well, it can vary. See, you know, maybe it can be a steak, vegetables, and and you know a gravy. Yeah, uh, could be a spaghetti bolognese. So I don't need a great deal of variety of food. It remains the same quite a lot. Yep. Yep. And see how, like, with what you're eating, like there'll be a lot of sugar in your breakfast cereal. Correct. And milk. Milk's kind of half protein, half lactose half sugar anyway mm. um so the ideal ideal breakfast for you would be um possibly two poached eggs would Very do you nice. like eggs yeah i love eggs yep um instead of bread would you have um wilted spinach see yeah not, not big on yeah, that yeah no no um well maybe for starters you could do your two poached eggs with a slice of gluten-free or sourdough rye bread but just one Beautiful. slice of bread yeah okay yep now that's not ideal but that would be a start for you if you have that one slice of bread at breakfast you really can't have your wrap at lunchtime mm. so lunch then really needs would you eat a salad with chicken or salmon yeah, for sure yeah definitely yeah to, to me it's it's all about the convenience part you know yeah we're talking we're talking before about the convenience yeah, absolutely. food absolutely you know if it can take me five minutes to cook it perfect but if it takes half an hour to cook different, different story. story well basically the basic premise is is to get into fat burning you, you want to have meat and vegetables fish and vegetables chicken and vegetables pretty much for three medium-sized meals a day mm. with two protein snacks in between so breakfast, if you have your eggs, I'll allow you as a special treat to have one slice of yeast-free rye bread with real mm. butter. Yeah. But your two poached eggs on that and maybe a quarter of an avocado, if you like avocado. Yeah, avocado. Um, lunch, though, you, you can't have any carbs. You can't have your wrap or pasta. You'd want to have um, some salmon and a nice salad or chicken and a nice salad. And you might be able to buy a salad tub that's got the chicken already in it. Mm. So, again... So another quarter of an avocado, a little bit of salt and pepper, maybe a bit of olive oil for a dressing. Would you yeah. eat something like that? Yeah, definitely, yeah. Yep. And then dinner at night time, you really need to just stick with, for starters, until we get you into fat burning, fish and veggies, chicken and veggies, mm. meat and veggies. You can have a baked dinner, mm. but you just have a heap of steamed greens with that and maybe baked pumpkin and sweet potato, not white potato. Here's a question for you uh, without notice. Steamed vegetables from uh, from the supermarket or fresh? Ideally fresh. Ideally fresh, yeah, yeah I yeah. thought so. Uh, moving along to chronic in, uh, inflammation. So, yeah, so hormonal imbalance, so insulin, cortisol, long-term stress hormone, 
um, thyroid. You know, we've talked before on the, this show about thyroid and thyroid. Underactive thyroid is a is a subclinical epidemic. Like mm. a lot of people are headed down that path and may not even know it. Um, after the hormonal, so so the first one was excess carbs, then the hormonal imbalances that occur due to stress and excess carbs. Chronic inflammation is again one of the other reasons why someone can have trouble getting into fat burning. Um, normal inflammation is part of our body's healthy immune response designed to trigger healing for injuries. However, the inflammatory response does not turn off. It can cause all sorts of problems. So um, causes of chronic inflammation can include toxins, processed foods. Um, we find if someone's got food intolerances to certain foods and they're eating those foods regularly, that can make it difficult for them to actually get into fat burning. Um, dysbiosis and what we call leaky gut. So, you know, we were talking about um, that the balance or the quality of our bacteria may actually play a role in us craving certain foods. Mm. So if someone's got, you know, major gut imbalance from a heap of antibiotics, um, alcohol, processed foods, stress, that can really determine, you know, can stuff up that whole food craving cycle. Um, if someone's under liver stress, if someone's got a bit of a fatty liver, it can be harder to get into fat burning. Um, a big thing that people don't really realize this, but for women particularly above 35% body fat and men above 25% body fat, those fat cells aren't just storage sites. They're actually liberating or releasing free fatty acids, inflammatory chemicals back into your bloodstream. So this is why a lot of people that are above those percentages will get brain fog and feel fatigued and feel unmotivated as well. So we've kind of got to burn all that fat up mm. for them to start to feel better. So excess body fat is quite can be quite toxic and inflammatory provoking. Um, and and yeah, so any any one of those and then you've got things like um um the the plasticizers from our plastic water bottles. Like there's a lot of things that can interfere. Trans fats can interfere with us getting into fat burning and causing pre-diabetes or tending us, pushing us towards that. So, yeah, inflammation's a big thing. Yeah. Now, if you are ready to get your weight gain under control, there's a great way to do it tonight. This is a perfect Valentine's Day present, fillers, and it's free. <laughs> so you can think of it as a date if you're taking your partner, but I'd let them know before you turn up, though, that it is a weight loss talk, just in case they take offence. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, I won't go there. Uh, now, where's this happening? And it's happening at 7 o'clock. Yeah, 7 o'clock at the Charlestown Multipurpose but if anyone's keen to go and just joking about that but if if you or your partner are having trouble shifting weight last talk we did a couple of weeks back we had a lot of couples there mm. because it's a full family event mm. you know and the old model of weight loss that's all about you know you just need to eat better and exercise more we know it's not true and um, so it's a really great night for really getting your head around, you know, what some of your causes might actually be. Yeah. So, yeah, so come along and um, bring your partner or support person with you as well. Okay. And people, if they get onto our website, they'll be able to see um, there where the event's on at, the details, and be able to get their tickets. And there's still a few tickets left. All right. So Charlestown Multipurpose Centre kicks off at around about 7 o'clock. It's a weight loss talk tonight uh, and get your weight under control. Next week, what are we going to talk about? Um, next week... We're, our next talk after the weight loss talk is um, kids' health. Yeah, okay. You know, with kids' health getting out of control. So the next couple of talks, I think, will be about, you know, the preamble up until those, those kids' health talks. So mm. um, I think we're talking about food intolerances, a um, whole heap of things to do with kids and kids' health. 
All right, awesome. Now, don't forget you can catch this program as a podcast and a video uh, on the website at 2NURFM.com. All details, though, on the weight loss tonight at Tulsa Multipurpose Centre kicks off at 7 o'clock, uh, and it'll be a great night if you want to get your weight under control. Thank you very much, Mr Peter Marlin. We'll talk to you next week. Thank you, Colin. Have a great week. Not a problem. You too. Thanks for listening to this podcast from 2NURFM at the University of Newcastle. Topics range from gardening to health, well-being, pet care, finance, business and travel. You'll find them all at 2NURFM.com.